0: to john 5. sometime later jesus went up to jerusalem for one of the jewish festivals now there is in jerusalem near the sheep gate a pool which in aramaic is called bethesda and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades here a great number of disabled people used to lie the blind the lame the paralyzed fun fact if you're reading in the niv like i am your Bible probably skips from verse 3 to verse 5, and you won't be able to find verse 4 except in the footnotes. And they waited for the moving of the waters. From time to time, an angel of the Lord would come down and stir up the waters. The first one into the pool after each such disturbance would be cured of whatever disease they had. Okay, so total aside, but one of the things that Legacy is associated with is a place called Camp Aurora. and one of the guys um, who's affiliated with Camp Aurora has a project that he has been fundraising for for a while now called Stirring Waters, which gets its name from this passage. Um, the idea is basically to have a theme park for people with um, with disabilities. Let me I'm gonna leave it at that. That's not exactly what it is. I don't want to butcher it. I don't know enough about it. Um, but yes. Stirring Waters Project. Feel free to look that up and to donate. Um, This is John 5, verse 5. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. Okay, so I'm 30 years old. So this is saying he's been an invalid for 38 years. Now, the, the wording of that makes it sound like he wasn't born that way. Right. So if this happens at five, he's 43. This happened at 10, he's 48. This happened at 20, he's 58. I mentioned this because, regardless, like this man has been in this position for a really, really long time. Like you drop the 38 years is a long time to be an invalid, eight months is a long time to be an invalid, 38 years is wow. You just, you get used to it, right? I don't think he's been sitting in this spot for 38 years, but he's been here for a while. It sounds like, I mean, maybe he comes back every day, but there's a great number of disabled people around, right? The blind, the lame, the paralyzed, and they're all just waiting for their shot. Every day, the water stirred. Nope. Not every day. Not every day. Sorry. This is one of those things where you read something, you skim it, and you make an assumption. It's not every day. So it says, from time to time, an angel of the Lord will come down and stir up the waters. The first one into the pool after each such disturbance will be cured of whatever disease they had. Okay. So you don't know. You're just, you're sitting around waiting for a chance, waiting, like hoping that the water will get stirred. But then here's the big problem. There's a bunch of people around and it becomes this like race between the other people who are disabled. So there's not even really like community possible because these are all your competitors. And you can't really rejoice that, hey, they've been healed, especially if you've been here for a while because you don't know the next time that water is gonna get stirred and they might've just taken your healing. And it's been 38 years and he's sitting here waiting because what else is he gonna do? If he sticks around long enough, maybe air quotes, he'll get his shot. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? <laughs> so until I just read this right now, I uh, I didn't have a tone associated with that. I just assumed it was this like, you know, general, compassionate Jesus. Hey, do you want to be better? Which now that I think about it seems kind of obvious. Like, why would you even ask that? To somebody who has a disability of course they'd want to get better but now i'm um now for whatever reason just because of the way that i read it i'm picturing him being a little bit uh what's the word sarcastic do you want to get well um not that i think that he could have done anything else right like again this idea of being an invalid he's he's just laying there he can't do anything else what else is he supposed to do um sir the invalid replied i have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred while i'm trying to get in someone else goes down ahead of me You find it interesting the healing only lasts for one person right like the angel stirs the water and it only stays stirred for one person I i feel like at some point like people would have just started lining up on the edge. And when they see it stirring, like they would have all fallen in together, but it seems like this healing is more like spoons. Um, I have no one to help me, which just makes me think again of how incredibly lonely and alienating this man's life has been. Because you know, like, I don't, I don't know if you've ever run into this, but it's hard to maintain a friendship with people when you don't have anything to talk about in comment well what do you talk to an invalid about like what do they do all day did you see anything cool today anybody get healed today okay cool not to say he's not a person not to say he's not worthy of relationship but he, he hasn't he hasn't had it right there's nobody that's just standing around like hey i got nothing better to do than to you know wait until the angel stirs it's not like it's happening on a system it's happening sporadically randomly um there doesn't seem to be any pattern to it so i can't just be available all the time to stand here with you um yeah like what relationship does this guy have because the people around him probably somewhat resent him the the healthy people probably don't like to be around because it makes them uncomfortable uh, sorry, healthy is, I don't know. I don't know what's offensive and what's not offensive. Um, yeah, just, who's he got? Like, after, if he's, if he's been this way for 38 years, like, he's considered a man, right? Like, so his family's probably not taking care of him anymore. Uh, who knows if his parents are even alive? And if he has siblings, who knows if they want to be associated with him? He's probably not married, so he's alone in the world. And he gets up every morning, and he lays here. And then he wakes up the next morning and does it again. This is his life. 38 years of a blur. 38 years of pretty much just muted hope. And there's not even optimism, right? Like, you sit up, you hear him, like, man, I... uh, I'm still here just on the chance, like, but I don't really think it's going to happen, right? If it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. And it's funny because that's not what Jesus asked him. Jesus didn't ask him, why aren't you healed yet? Jesus didn't ask him, hey, what's your strategy to get into the pool? Right? Like, you've watched these other people do it. Like, have you learned anything? That's not what he's asking. He's asking if he wants to be well. And the man does not answer that question. He does not say, Yes, I want to be well. Because that would assume and presume that there was another way to be well, right? This guy was locked into this is the only way that I can be healed, is to be the first one in the water when the angel stirs it. then jesus said to him get up pick up your mat and walk so can you imagine like you haven't been able to walk for 38 years and somebody comes and tells you to to do the one thing you ha- you can't do Verse 9 begins, at once the man was cured. But again, faith is more than just belief, right? Faith is more than even awareness that something has changed. He picked up his mat and walked. And I think that wellness is scary. I think that wellness, the idea of wellness can be scary. Because when Jesus asked, do you want to get well? The man gave him an excuse. I'm not saying it was a bad excuse. It was the truth but it was also an excuse and now he doesn't have his excuse anymore right now he has to figure out at 38 how to build a life or i mean 38 plus right like he there's no more charity for him no more alms he he has to figure out what he's going to do with this life that he's been given because now he's not stuck in this place anymore he has options he has choices he picked up his mat and walked the day on which this took place was a sabbath and so the jewish leader said to the man who had been healed it is the sabbath the law forbids you to carry your mat okay i just want to pause and say this is ridiculous right like this is this is absolutely ridiculous the but he replied the man who made me well said to me pick up your mat and walk so so their response is not oh congratulations you're you're well it's you're breaking a lot like you literally just got healed and now you're sinning <laughs> right and there's there's no acknowledgement of the miracle there's no appreciation for the miracle it's just hey you suck stop doing that how dare you just reminding him again hey you're a sinner so they asked him who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk the man who was healed had no idea who it was for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there can you imagine like like you you meet this guy and the entirety of your conversation is a question and a command Do you want to get well? Get up, pick up your mat and walk. And then you don't see him again. And you're like, what just happened? 38 years of doing my life one way just evaporated. It is gone. I'm not who I was. And I have no explanation for this. What just happened? Like, why me? Out of of all of these days, right? Like, why did Jesus come and heal me? Because there's a whole bunch of other people around that are not well and that are still not well but i i can walk i can do the impossible i am now the impossible there isn't a category anymore for what i am later jesus found him at the temple and said to him see you are well again stop sinning or something worse may happen to you the man went away and told the jewish leaders that it was jesus who had made him well so this reminds me of um of the story of the friends who bring the paralytic to jesus right they take him onto the roof they remove the tiles They lower him um and when jesus sees him the first thing he says is your sins are forgiven and i don't remember who it was i want to say it was justin barnett but i'm not sure somebody that i listened to or somebody that i read Um, or somebody I know, a lot of caveats, somebody pointed out, how much can you even sin when you can't move, right? Like if you can't walk, like what can you, how can you sin? And same for this guy. He has not been able to walk for 38 years. How could he sin? And yet Jesus says, stop sinning, (laughs) right? He doesn't say, don't sin. He says, don't start sinning. He says, stop sinning. You are well again. So this implies again to me that he used to be well at some point, um, and then he was not well and I don't know if this means that it was a punishment but this something worse may happen you know there's there's a couple ways to read that one is kind of this like threat of hey look like you've already been paralytic for 38 years like you don't want to know what worse is right like but but I think sometimes we we think of it that way of like oh man like the lightning bolt right we don't want to sin because we don't want the lightning bolt and look I mean I think there's validity to the idea of consequences we don't we don't want, to find out how bad it can get we don't want to know but i but i wonder if this is not even talking about something else in this lifetime right like hey look you can walk now you have a whole bunch of opportunities and you have a whole new range of temptations so yeah like even because because sin is something that's in your heart and in your head right like it it sin doesn't have to be a behavior you can think all kinds of things that need repenting without ever falling through on them you can desire all kinds of things that need repenting without ever falling through on them and so yeah just this uh telling this guy hey look there's you know you you've been in what you thought was hell for 38 years or at least purgatory at least limbo right like you're in this place where you're not quite dead not quite alive right like you you didn't have a full range of experience in your life there was probably nothing but monotony and, and pain and um, just kind of gray, right? Like it's not going to get better. It's all downhill for 38 years. It's been downhill and you, and that's bad, but now they're like, be aware there's worse. And I don't mean death. I mean, hell. Um, and again, that's what Jesus came to save us from, right? Like I think about the things in my life that are problems right now. And how overwhelming they feel at times, and how impatient I am for like Jesus fix everything. And even look at the look at Jesus' life, look at the disciples' lives. Like how did these lives end? How much suffering did they go through? I was reading something. I think it might have been uh, Run with Abandon, where Jill lists. That that passage from oh I don't know maybe it's a Corinthians or Romans or something where Paul is talking about maybe it's Philippians. If I list enough of the epistles, I'll get it right. But it's uh, Paul talking about all of the suffering he's been through, um, and yet, and yet despite all of that, right? Like they were able to hold on to the faith because as bad as life can be on this earth, and it can be really really bad, like it can be awful. It can be, you know, just the worst, except that it's not actually the worst because there is worse for people who don't know Christ. And that's what we've been set free from. That's what we've been redeemed from. Like, like, think of the worst thing that you've experienced. Don't actually do this because I don't want you to relive it. But when those memories come back, when you have those days of bitterness and resentment and um, where you're just kind of like, God, like, what are you doing? How could you let me go through this? How could you leave me here? right like wh- I'm following you why are you allowing this to happen remember that god is able to do infinitely more than we can ask for or imagine right like god's imagination is greater than ours for good and also you know like we talk about justice so so think about the ho- however good heaven is supposed to be right because god's imagination is greater than ours like think about what hell could be because god's imagination is greater than ours We have no concept of that. And that's what we've been rescued from. So be well. Be well. Uh, Walk in wellness. Happy almost Monday. Happy Monday Eve.